What's up, friends? Welcome back to the Dark Waters. I'm your host, Josh. It's Friday. I hope everyone had a great week. I hope everyone's looking forward to the weekend. I know we got some friends in Oklahoma right now getting ready to throw down. Uh, good luck to everyone who's made the travel. Um, hope everyone's pumped, man. I'm pumped. Can't be there, but I'm definitely excited for everyone. Um, but uh, yeah, guys, not much going on here. Uh, it's still winter. Uh, it's starting to get better, though. Uh, some warmer temperatures. I'm seeing some uh, some f- highs in the 40s and Obviously, it freezes at night, but uh, the snow in the yard starting to melt. You're starting to see some uh, break in the uh, the ice. Starting to see a little more open water. So uh, I don't know. Maybe you know, two weeks uh, potential to hit some of these uh, smaller bodies of water, these canals and things that we have up here. But uh, I don't know. I don't even have a kayak yet. I'm still waiting for Old Town to get their uh, product shipped out, and uh, hopefully, I'll get a phone call saying my my uh, my kayak's in the shop. Uh, just just waiting. Um, I'm, I'm so excited about it, uh, the old town, uh, with the big water, you know, the, the bigger, bigger platform for me, uh, especially with these, uh, the, these big lakes I like to fish, but, uh, yeah, man, I'm just ready. I'm ready to fish. Uh, I'm jealous of everyone who's out there getting after it. I wish I would have started off the season, uh, fishing down South, but, uh, shit happens. Uh, you, you know, it is what it is. So, uh, but you know, I mean, I, my, my season's going to be fire though. I got, I think I, I think I'm doing at least 20 tournaments, you know, local, uh, the, uh, uh, elite kayak fishing and Hobie, um, and I'm really I'm excited about all of them. Um, definitely the uh, elite kayak fishing. You know, it's a Northeast uh, regional series. Um, Going to be a lot of great anglers in there. Uh, just, just like I don't know, I love the Northeast, man. I think uh, we got something special up here, and uh, the bodies of water that were chosen. I'm just, dude, I'm excited. Uh, Hobie. Lake Champlain, I'm excited about that. I decided not to do – here I am telling you guys my schedule like you give a shit. But I'm going to fucking say it anyway. It's my show. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to do Lake Champlain. Uh, not going to do um, the Susky. Just don't just, – just not into it right now. Can't get motivated about it right now. But uh, definitely going to do lacrosse. Um, and depending on how I do that, maybe I'll go down to Pickwick. But uh, I don't know. I'm not going to spread myself too thin this year. I'm still – Still got a lot to learn, man. I still got to get good at fishing before I just start throwing myself in the deep end. But uh, I'm, 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 I'm going to start dabbling. I'm, I'm dabbling with some of these bigger tournaments outside of uh, KBF. Uh, but, no, I'm really excited about the elite kayak fishing. Um, like I said, I, I love fishing in the Northeast. Uh, but, anyways, that's enough about me. I'm just blabbling because I'm bored. And I got nothing better to do. Uh, and you guys listen, so whatever. But, uh, yeah, guys, do me a favor. Go to XO Learners. Check out some, you know, check out some of their plastics out. They got some awesome plastics. Uh, I'm all stocked up, ready for the first half of the season. Um, looking forward to getting using those swammers. You know, they were fired for me last year, and they do. Exxon Lord's got some badass colors too, man. Go out there and check them out. Uh, Rogue Fishing Company. Uh, you got to know who they are by now. I, I swear by them. They will save your shit. Don't lose your phone in the bottom of a lake. It's a lonely. It's lonely down there. Don't don't let your phone go down there. Um, but uh, yeah, I use a uh, discount code Dark Waters lowercase. Uh, get yourself a nice little one of the new phone tethers, the uh, the 3.0. Dude, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm excited not to use it, but I'm excited that to have it and not lose my shit. So um, we all know that that's like, like every every year people lose their shit and they talk about it. It's depressing, and I feel for them. But we gotta learn our lesson. So go get yourself some uh, some equipment that will save your equipment. But uh, other than that, guys, uh, not much else going on. Um, just, just really excited for what else this weekend. Make sure you guys tag me, uh, message me, let me know what's going on. Um, if you want to come on the show, reach out to me. It's not hard. Uh, we got, got some got some good shows coming up in the future. I think next week I'm bringing on a few guys who haven't who are kind of new, whatever. Like, I don't think they've been ever, ever been on the show before, but uh, just some some new some new guests, some new blood on the show, so we can talk about some different shit and uh, change things up. And I'm looking forward to that. But uh, 
That's it, guys. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Wear your life jackets. Uh, if you drink, don't drive. Uh, whatever. Don't listen to me. Do what you want. But uh, anyways, have a great weekend, guys. I'll talk to you again soon. Ciao. What's up, buddy? What's happening? How you been? Yeah, can't complain. Can't complain. Uh, you enjoy the work week? Oh yeah, yeah. I got back to what Tuesday, and it was uh, I think it was like eleven degrees with like a one degree wind chill factor, blowing like twenty five miles an hour, working outside. Yeah, has it been weird for you? Like it got up to like uh, like almost forty degrees the other day. And then the next morning it was like nine degrees. It was just yep. like a, it was, just, it was just fucking with us. Oh yeah, no doubt. Slowly melting. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, I'm getting a little nervous because it is starting to like you're starting to see it. Like uh, you know, you get the cold days and the warm days and that, that weird fluctuation, and then just like I don't have my kayak yet, so like the water's about to break, and I don't have a boat yet. So I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping Old Town gets her shit together and and gets that shit, gets it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man! I'd be sweating it right now. Yeah. I, think I mean that was one of the that's one of the reasons I didn't go down south uh, and go fish because I I ended up having to get a new boat and then plus I had to, I had to pay for all that other shit that I lost when I flipped my kayak uh, in the fall so I've been working my ass off trying to get things paid off and stuff so I can so when our season actually kicks off I'll be ready to rock and roll. Absolutely. Well, you probably got another four weeks before you start fishing, right? Yeah. Well, no. Um, it depends. March. So like uh. I would say probably about mid month. Like, actually, I could probably get away with it now, but uh, this month, probably the next week or two, we can start hitting like some of the canals and some of the river systems that we have up here. Uh, it's it's still cold, but I mean, like it's the warmest water there is. I mean, there's a uh, the 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 Seneca, the Seneca Canal or whatever that, that hooks to uh, Cayuga. The water temps stay pretty warm, uh, all things considering. Uh, but you know, we always like a lot of us usually hit that up early in the season uh, before everything really starts to thaw out and you know just find fish looking for warm area or whatever leftover grass. But uh, we don't really start getting into it till about April. But uh, you know, do we do what we can where we're at? You know. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Well, what about you? Are, you? are you guys fishing locally right now? Uh, I'm gonna make it out this weekend. It's been frozen up until this weekend, so yeah, starting to clear. Some ponds are open, some ponds aren't. Yeah, I have I, I had not figured out how to master the uh, the cold yet as far as fishing. Like uh, like I, I'll I pretty much just go out. I just keep throwing lures, keep throwing baits until one day it's that time of the year they start eating again. It's kind of how like I, I roll. That's it, man. That's it. Well, cool, man. You did pretty good down at uh, Lake Murray. I haven't talked to you probably since after the national championship, but uh, dude, like, your season's already started off pretty good. Uh, how are you feeling about things so far? Yeah, well, now I'm feeling good. I, w I wasn't feeling too hard about it after Florida, but feeling a little yeah. bit better. I mean, not that fishing was that great in Murray. For, it was on tournament days, but before that, I didn't catch shit during practice. I got one fish. Right. Three, so, yeah, really I, like, I, it's hard for me to commit to those tournaments down there. Like, um, we, we did the Santa Cooper that one year together. And that was a horrible experience. Like you went, you know, the drive down there, the money that we spent, and I didn't catch a single fish while I was down there. 
I know, I know a lot of people were struggling, but still, it's just like that early, those early months that they like to have in the beginning of the year, just, just brutal. Like, like the South isn't as warm as what we think it is. The water tips aren't as good as we think they are. The fish aren't as hungry as we think. I don't know why everyone thinks fishing down South is great in like February and January. Cause I, I think there's better months to fish there than February and January. Yeah, it's like you either got to go way down, way down, or, or nothing. Yeah, in between, it, it gets tough. It, I mean, it proved that this, this weekend when, I think, what, 60-something people didn't catch a fish on Saturday. Dude, that's a, that's a lot of disappointment. That's a yeah. lot of disappointment. Yeah. It was, it, was, it was so bad. I was watching, like, social media. I think I watched, like, three or four people give up on kayak fishing. Like, I, I think I saw one person who's, who, uh, who, who's offered to sell his shit. And then another person said, I'm done with this tournament. <laughs> I really think like Lake Murray broke some people. Oh, oh, no doubt. No doubt. I was I was almost I was bent over backwards. I just I just happened to recover. I was on the verge for sure. Yeah. It definitely wasn't what I was expecting, but you know, when is it ever that? True, true. Um well tell me about it, man. Like uh how long did you and Derek plan this, get down there? Like give me some uh Give, give me some of the tips, man. Like, what were you guys thinking when you guys got down there? And how, what were you guys thinking? Like, you know, like playing a tournament around, like, um, like, you know, like, like I said, when we did Sandy Cooper, that completely changed me. Like, I'm just like, well, I, I definitely need to figure this shit out. Yeah. You know, this is like your second season doing this. And also, like, you, you're like me, you come from a cold area anyway, so we should have it together. But fishing down south and cold is a lot different than fishing up here in the cold. You know, for, like, 40 degree water temps down there is that's pretty good for up here, uh, you know, in, in like, March and April, like they start biting uh, around yeah. like mid forties, but da- but down there in the forties, those fish are are miserable. They're finicky. They don't want anything to do. Like, what have you learned so far? Would you take it? Would you take with you down there this 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 time this year? And uh, you know, what was it like pre fishing? Ah, uh, well, pre fishing was tough. Um, I mean, between the mix of super chocolate milk water and half the lake, you know, what I mean, and then then you had like a little mediocre, and then the other end was gin clear, so. I mean, I really struggled in practice. I, like I said, I caught one fish on a drop shot. I mean, I threw everything I had in my bag at him pretty much. I caught a few stripers, but I mean, I fished deep in the creeks. I spent a whole day in the backwater, and then I spent a whole day offshore, and I didn't catch fish either way. And then I went back inside where I went fishing the first day. I was like, you know, maybe maybe they just weren't biting that day. Maybe I can figure out something else. And then I went back in there and I struck struck out again. So come Friday, I was just I don't know, like you said, half broken. But you know, I toughed it out and I focused again and just figured I got to go to some new water. I mean, I knew I was looking for a little bit clearer water than what I had been fishing in all week. I found that, and you know, there's a bunch of guys at the ramp I was at, so. I kind of we all kind of took off and i seen like two or three guys were kind of heading in the direction i was headed so i was just like you know what i'm gonna keep steaming i'm gonna go until these guys pull off and then i kind of have a general idea because they probably obviously been fishing there already that was kind of new to me i hadn't stepped there yet so it's like i'll give guys some respect and so i kept going i went about another mile after the last guy pulled off and i just was planning on starting on this main lake point that and luckily everybody had pulled off before i even got there so i was like all right i can start where i want and, and figure it out from there and it took me like an hour and a half to get bit but i got bitten on the jerk bait too so i got all all sorts of excited and i went down the bank 
probably about another 200 yards and got bit again and the light bulb went off i'm like oh here we go i'm throwing the jerk bait all day i was in like eight ten feet of water i just put head and lock fish down the bank two hours not a bite so i turned around and went back to that main point and scanned around there for a little bit and found a couple piles of chunk rock and started casting on them and it was just like lights out from right there so i caught i think i caught three fish in 30 minutes gave me a full bag and i just spent the rest of the day there just hanging around and catching the fish here and there then i ended up having a long ride on the way back i went to a hump that i had gone over in the dock that kind of looked interesting off another main lake point i pulled up there and there was a bass boat there and they were dragging worms. I asked them if they had gotten anything. They said they got a limit there in a tournament, but nothing big, nothing big. So they, they kind of turned around and worked around the point. I turned around and cast it offshore with a jerk bait. It was like third cast. I got a 17 and a half. That bumped me right up. And then two casts after that, I got a 20. And this was at like, I think lines were out at 230. And this was at 220. I got the 20. And I looked down at the results after I sent that in and i was tied and the guy had me with a big fish by three quarters of an inch so i i, I had 10 more minutes of fishing i didn't catch another fish i needed another upgrade i had a couple 16 and a half so i knew the potential was there but didn't pan out but take a second and i was happy with that yeah i mean there's but, a lot of people i'm sure would be upset if they got second place you know yeah I mean, it had me guessing a lot because I know guys are catching fish in the dirty water and I just couldn't seem to get bit. So I just, I knew I had to go somewhere where I felt a little bit more comfortable. What do you think about when like, the water's cold like that? You know, like, like one of the things that you know, I've been talking to people, like especially since they went to that fish seminal, you know, about a, a week or two before that was like, where they where the fish were found was kind of unusual. And I, I I didn't really think it was unusual. Maybe that's because I, I deal with a lot of cold, cold you know cold weather before, and it's just like you know the fish want two things. They want to find the warmest water. They want to find you know something to eat. Uh, you know, and that's 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 kind of what I go with. You know, try to find where the bait's going to be, but also try to find the warmest water possible. But you know, a lot of guys were winning. You know, they won the tournament off throwing a you know a uh, a jackhammer up shallow. And pulling it back out, kind of how you know uh, the guys did at uh, the Santa Cooper that one year. It was like you know, everyone's thinking offshore, go deep because it's cold. But it's like the the fish were up shallow, trying to stay warm or whatever, or as warm as possible. And people were catching them off the chatterbait. Do you, you see like a similar pattern with like this time of the year, which like you know, like a lot of people think that because you know when those cold fronts come in, it immediately pushes the fish back to where they were like, in the during the winter phase. But yeah. it's not necessarily true. A lot of them like they stay up shallow. They just don't move up any closer than what they were because. They don't go all the way back, but they don't go forward either, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't catch nothing way back in, in the creeks. I, Like I said, I cut all my fish out, out front off the main lake. I think a lot of them were just starting to move up, to be honest with you. I, it's like I kind of – I think I kind of got on a, a first wave that had come up to that main point. And I got them on day two. Like I went to that same spot, and they weren't there. And But there was like a group of trees maybe – I don't know, quarter mile down the bank, and I seen them on the on the day before. I fished them all, didn't get a bite off of them, and I'm like, well, if they aren't here and they are moving up, then maybe they'll be there. And, and day two, it just went from a jerk bait bite on day one to a to a straight jig bite all day on day two. It was awesome. Well, how did you break it down when you first got there? And like, like, like you know, you're feeling like shit. You can't find anything. Uh, the day just 
whatever, like you said, bent over backwards. You know, you, you kind of want to go home, but you rode down there with Derek, and he's he's got the keys, so you can't get out. Uh, what do you uh, like? How do, how do you break it down? Like on a hard day like that, where do you start? You know, what, you know like what, what do you look for? It, what, what, what's kind of like your strategy for like hard days like that? Uh, my my strat- I just had to reset. I just had to go out and totally reset, forget everything for the last three days, and. Is pretty much I knew I had to focus and come down out on day one like I was just getting there. And that was going to be my first day of practice. And I just needed to go out and fish like, you know, like my game plan. I was going to start on those main lakes and main lake points and, and humps and offshore if that was possible. But I just wasn't finding any bait offshore where I was. So I couldn't find any fish offshore to go with it. So I, I just knew I had to focus and and kind of like just reset, like I said, just go out there and fish. And it panned off. <laughs> oh, keep, keep throwing it till you find it. Yeah, that's it. Grind till you find. That That's my motto, you know what I mean? I mean, you know where they're going to be. We all know where they're supposed to be and, and where they should yeah. be. And if they're not and there. where they want to be. Yeah, they, they can't be that far or they're just not biting. It's, yeah. it's real fun figuring it all out. Well, was it really an off? Was it really an offshore? Like I know, like when people say offshore, like offshore is kind of different to us, uh, at least to me, like where I fish. Uh, like, do, do they have much of offshore at Lake Murray? I know they didn't. It like in like uh, the Santee Cooper, there wasn't yeah. much of an offshore or anything. But I, I haven't really been to Lake Murray before. I mean, that main river, you know, swings through there, and then that's like a hundred, hundred some feet of water, and then there's a bunch of thirty foot, forty foot humps out there. You know, so you had some good humps out there, and you can see it on your machine. There's like old stump fields down there and 40 feet of water. I was actually hanging up. I was right. throwing a, a blade bait out there. And I was marking fish, but I don't think it was bass. I think it was like carp or something moving up out of the deep water onto those big humps. You could see them laying down there. They're kind of spread out like bass, but they're just sitting on the bottom. They were either bass and there wasn't any bait to get them motivated or there was something else, carp. I was told the cop was starting to move up, and I was seeing them breaking out in like 30 feet of water. So I, I just assumed that was them. Right. Now, so did you? Uh, did you? Did you expect like a, like an offshore bite when you're dealing with like the? I don't do a lot of river fishing, but I know like that that water's moving quick. I don't. I want nothing to do with it. Like, like I know you guys got the spot lot or whatever the uh, the motor guy, but like I like I don't feel comfortable getting in the river when because I was watching uh, the way it was moving when I was wa- I watched watching some other videos and things like that. And I was like, man, that the river was moving. Yeah, I mean, I was way down in the the main lake, you know what I mean. So it wasn't too much current. It was more wind blowing current than anything down there where I was. But yeah, up where some of them guys were in that tight river, that that stuff was moving pretty good for sure. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I I went down there hoping to find an offshore bite. Don't you, don't you guys always do that though? That's that's, that's your thing, right? You want the yeah. offshore bite. I mean, yeah, that's where I'm gonna start. You know, you yeah, a crowd. You're out there by yourself, so. I That's like, weird, I like to start shallow and then work my way out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you watch all them videos, dude, and, and down there in Murray, it's, it seems like they kill them offshore all the time, all season, you know what I mean? So. Right. Yeah, but the, the, I mean, you guys, you you and Derek are like, that's kind of like your thing. At least I know that for Derek. Like, he loves the offshore bite. Um, Me, I, I tried, I tried, I tried, but like, like one of the things that I find the offshore bite, like I don't mind doing it at home now. I've gotten to where I, you know, I've gotten a little bit more efficient at, at the offshore bite. But when it comes to tournaments, I feel like you really, you really got to put in a lot of time, to, like 
to, to, to find an offshore pond. Because I know, like, even like my local lakes, like, it's taken me, you know, almost like a whole year last year to really find a good, like, uh, offshore bite on Oneida that I'm consistently, where I can go out, you know, where I can consistently go out there and catch fish now because, you know, I put a lot of work in just graphing. Uh, you know, but with tournaments, it's like how much time you have to really, um, to like dedicate to, to the, to, to the like graphing and going out there and really finding you and Derek, you know, like to figure out pretty well is like, how do you guys like kind of do that? Like, cause it's like, it takes time. Like, I know some guys will tell you if you, if you really want to be efficient at, at like a, you know, an offshore bite, like you might be looking for six hours before you ever throw a lure in, if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's a lot of riding around. So, I mean, if, if you're looking to fish offshore and you're not on them by, by tournament time, you might as well just throw the towel in and, and move back inside or something like that. But like you said, it, it's tough. There's a lot of graphing and it's easy to get distracted and discouraged. You know what I mean? But you could fish six humps and catch nothing. And then you hit the seventh one and it's a fish every other drop. You know what I mean? So right. it's worth well, it. Gonna... You, but it's tough. I'm sorry. And go ahead. So it's worth it if you go out on them, but it's tough. And that kind of just, deters a lot of people from going out offshore and i kind of like that I'd, I'd rather fish alone and you know not worrying about seeing some guy over there kind of creeping on the spot where i wanted to go in the next hour and sweating that he's going to go over there type stuff you know what i mean it's just easier yeah. on the mind for me yeah but, but i mean it's just i guess like the biggest thing for me would just be like the timing you know like because like, like it's like you said like like if you don't have a if you don't have it picked out and decide like you don't have that shit figured out by game day. Like you, you don't have it figured out and you're not going to be able to, I mean, you might, but I mean, more than likely you're not going to be able to produce well. Uh, it just seems like there's a lot, there's a lot of things that get, that got to work out well for the offshore bike to be like the winning ticket. Uh, yes. And I know it has been winning, but I think I see a lot of guys, you know, outside of like Derek and obviously, you know, like, cause for some reason, Derek, I don't know if it's just because of his and you too, just cause your guys, it's history. Um, like you guys are just so efficient at it, but it's just like I've seen a lot of guys who, who want to be offshore, but you know, they, they want to be offshore anglers, yeah, but they, but they're, they're not really because they don't have like the uh, they don't have it figured out or dialed in, and so come game day, like they it doesn't change, it doesn't, it's not, it's not like like the kind of like you know, fishing close, you know, like whatever, uh, you know, whatever, like the, the stuff that, that I normally fish, it's like there's a good chance there's gonna be a fish there. I mean, like, if you, you know where fish like to be, you know that they be in the grass, you know they like stomps, you know they like this kind of stuff. And so you, you can't, you can make it work, but I feel like with the offshore bites, it's like, you're not going to make that work. Like, like, you either figured it out or you didn't figure it out. It, it's all about your electronics. It's all about just so much, like, like factors that it, I don't know. It's just a, it's a mind boggling way to fish, but the guys who got it mastered, I don't think I've ever seen them not put a limit, you know, up on the board. Yeah. I mean, it seems like you get untainted fish, you know what I mean? You, right. 40 Water, how many guys can put lures on them in 40 feet of water? You know what I mean? So <coughs> it's just, and plus, usually when you find them offshore, you find a pile of them, not not just right. a couple. Yeah, there's usually a pile of them, especially this time of year. So. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, like Derek Bruno might not win every tournament, but like he very seldomly does he not catch a limit, you know, compared right. to like what you see on the on the board. Like, you know, and I've seen like like a lot of the, a lot of our great anglers in our sport, like not be able to put a limit because it was a hard day of fishing. And then you see Derek Brundle, who, like I said, he might not be like, he might have the biggest bag, but, be, but, but that, because he understands that offshore bite, like I hardly ever see him not put a, uh, put, put a limit together unless from day one, he could tell you that it was going to be a hard day, uh, you know, whatever hard day of fishing. But for the most part, like he goes out there and he has a limit within like the first hour or two. And now he's just trying to find the big ones, you know? Yeah, dude. I mean, 
people talk about the, the these guys are the most consistent anglers and you know i think derek just hasn't been around yet to be put on that level yet but dude he's i mean top five basically if if he doesn't if he's not top five then he's like 30th you know what i mean so and right how often do you see him in 30th so he's yeah. he's he puts it together i mean that's the reason why he's been in the 10 house the the only two years that he in KBF, he's made both years for a reason. The dude's super consistent. Right, right. No, like, I mean, I, I just wish I understood. Like, I, I just feel like he has like such a, a history. Like, like what he used to do when he was younger on the uh, the boats, you know, the yeah. offshore things that he used to do. Like, it's like he understands. I don't know if you're the same way, but like he understood. Like, you know, like understand like the map. And he was trying to explain to me one day, and he was just like. You know, it wasn't worthy to hear what he had to say or something like that. I couldn't, I don't know what it was, but he was talking, you know, trying to tell me like how to look at the maps and like, you know, like where, or where you see fish. Like, it's like he looks at a map and he sees where the fish are at. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I'm sure yeah. you got, you're similar. It's like you guys look at these points and you look at these underwater, uh, whatever terrain features on the map and you're like, oh, there's probably going to be fish there. And, you know, it's, and then, uh, and then like, I guess like the, the patience that you guys have is, I guess it's probably like the biggest thing. You know, like, I was like the patient, but like the uh, the focus. Because you know, I, I fished with you guys before, and it's just like it's no bullshit. Like it's like you guys wake up, you go out, and and you fish all day, and you come back, you get ready, you get a decent hour of sleep, and then you do it again, and you do it again until game day. And I, you know, it's one of those things. Like I mean, I really gotta get that system down of uh, you know the patience, the focus, and you know, because I like I said, maybe it's because I've been around you guys personally, but I, I've seen it. Like I know you guys like. You guys have a really good game plan going into these tournaments. Oh yeah, dude, we're we're fully focused. I mean, we're coming down looking looking to win. That's that's what we want to do. And I mean, that's all both of us. It's all we we're thinking about twenty four seven basically. Especially once tournament season starts here now. I mean, I got the local any uh, the Northeast Big Bass Challenge just started up March first, so it's it's game time now. It's game time. Yeah. I'll be every weekend and once there's enough light after work to get out for a couple hours i'll i'll be out my kayaks on the roof of my work van and not ladders my kayak and it <laughs> never comes off the top of the van so i'm ready to go right yeah. well let me ask you like you know before you go to these tournaments or whatever like like what do you really look for like on the map like because I, I guess like, the hardest part for me and i've gotten better at it. i've watched videos and like i've been you bust my ass, of, like, like to try to learn like the offshore. Like a lot of lessons I had to learn, you know. I thought offshore fishing meant fishing deep. That's not what offshore fishing means. Offshore fishing means fishing away from the bank. Like you're not within like one cast of the bank, and you're looking for like those offshore like points and things like that. But it's not the difference between offshore and bank fishing is that offshore fishing isn't bank fishing. It's got nothing to do with like depth and things like that. I mean, it could, but it's that's not like the, the focus. The focus is to find those places that are off the bank. Um. You know, things like that, and, and like and like learning, and, and I guess learning how to read the map, like looking at a terrain feature, and you know figuring out what a ditch was. I didn't know what a ditch was for the longest time. People were telling me they were fishing a ditch, like in the lake. I'm like, what is a ditch? You know, I'm thinking like what a ditch is like on the on 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 land. And so I'm sitting there like looking at a map, like what am I looking for? And then I finally figured out. I'm like, oh shit, that makes totally sense. But uh, there's a lot of things that you, you know, those kind of things you look for. Like, is there anything in the Pacific that you just love to look for on a map or whatever before you really get down there and start fishing? So I guess like the the, the pre-game before you actually get down there and start pre-fishing. Yeah, from what I was researching a lot, like on these, uh, like these, these river systems that we're on, these are all new to me. So, you know, one of the things I picked up on was like channel swings and stuff like that. And that main point that I got all my fish off of on Saturday, that's, 
it was a perfect scenario as the the main channel swing was just offshore at that point it was a main lake point and it was just set up picture perfect for what happened so i mean that's kind of what i was looking for channel swings up in the back creeks if they were if they were going to be up there in the back creek stacked in then that's kind of what i was focusing on i mean right. i'm still learning a lot on on all these big bodies of water and techniques and where to find the fish i mean i've watched plenty of shows over the years where they explain this stuff and oh they'll move up to the main points and then they'll move up to the secondary but back here we're, we're fishing small ponds and stuff like that you know what i mean so for a bass to come out of 10 feet it just swims 20 feet up to shallow water and that's what it does they don't really set up what they do on these big lakes so well that, that was what i was like because I'm, I'm like you i watch those same videos and always saying oh the, during the winter they start off in the uh, the big the main lake and then they start moving up they start moving up and they get to the point and then they go in they hit the secondary points and they keep moving back these creeks until they get to the back of the creeks where they want to spawn and i'm like you know i fish a lot of the you know, like the uh, the Finger Lakes, you know, because I think most lakes that where we are are like similar to the Finger Lakes in a sense that they're all like yeah. pretty much like natural lakes or like big, they're more like bowls, you know, like big giant bowls or whatever, like fish bowls or whatever than they are like they are down south and like those, uh, whatever, like river chain lakes or, you know, like however you want to describe them, but like they're, they're different in the sense that we don't have like creek arms. We don't have, uh, like most of the lakes I fish on don't have secondary points. We have like points, but they don't, they don't come out like points. They don't look like a nipple or anything. They look like whatever. It's just like a little piece of land that goes in the water a little further than the rest, but it's still like a, a weird shaped bowl all the way around. It's like, well, how do you find fish in it? They don't make videos that, you know, they tell you that, you know, they, you know, like, they always talk about points, secondary points and, you know, things like that. I'm like, well, my legs don't work like that. My legs are very, uh, you know, like it takes, it takes, like it takes a lot of, maybe that's why we are like the people up here in the Northeast are so good at offshore fishing because that's pretty much what you have to do. You have to go out there in the lakes, these, uh, these lakes that don't have these creeks, creek arms and things like that and really get out there and, and start finding like those underwater, you know, points or whatever underwater, if you know, whatever, uh, coverage or, uh, or whatever it is that those fish sit on, you know, during the winter and move up during the spring. Maybe that's why you got like people up here are so good at offshore fishing and drop shotting and things like that. Cause a lot of times it's like the only way to fish up here. Right. I mean, I think back home we, we have all those setups, but they're just like, I mean, where it's only a couple of feet of water that, that difference, you know what I mean? Not right. 30 feet of water. So, I mean, they're here, but they're just a lot less subtle. So it's, it's tough well, to really. Like most most of the lakes I have to fish over here are like Lake George. You know, they're like uh, Cayuga. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, they're great. Like, like even even like uh, Lake Champlain, you know what I mean? They're just these big bodies of water, but there's not a lot of stuff. You're like, you'll find, like, they, the fish spawn and feed in the same spots, you know, most of the time. Yep. Uh, you know, the lakes that, that I fish up here. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, we're even smaller down this way. I mean, we're talking right. four, five hundred, six hundred acres. I mean, <laughs> You, you find them in the same spots. So, I mean, that's kind of why it's good for some of our online challenges. So, you know, we, right. I can get a whole pond down here in a day, not just a back bay, you know, in some of these big lakes. Right. But yeah. We I, either. So we suffer that way with the numbers. Right. Well, shit, man. So what, what, what's next for you? I mean, second place isn't bad. Uh, you're not too happy what happened in Florida. You know, I, you know, I know the season started, but I feel like – for a lot of us, like the season hasn't started. Like, I mean, like, like we're still just kind of waiting to come out of our, uh, 
you know, our caves, you know, snow away, grab our boats and go find some open water. But like, like, I mean, what, what are you looking at? What are you excited about? Um, I mean, you guys are kind of like in a little, um, like pause right now. There's not a lot of tournaments, I think over here are coming up Yeah. or it's Pickwick, but we're not, we're, we're not going to travel that far for that one. You know what I mean? We got the Potomac at the beginning of May. I'll miss a few days for that or work. And then, um, then we got Candlewood at the end of May. So that's where I'm going to focus. I'm going to start focusing on fishing Candlewood here on these weekends, starting pretty soon, as soon as it's iced out down there. And, uh, I'm just going to focus on that. The The two seconds, it, it's huge. I think with the KBF, the way it's set up this year with it's only legitimate, like 10 events and it's yeah. going to be more entries at every event. So I, I think the double seconds huge. If I can get one more decent finish and, and I'll be pretty happy with AOI points as far as that's concerned. But right. now, are you fishing any, any other tournament series like uh, the elite, elite kayak yeah. fishing? Are you going to be doing that with us? I see me up at like Cayuga and stuff. I got those are kind of gonna be like spur of the moment ones for me. You know, Dude, those I, are like my season. Like I mean, like I I'm doing at least three of them. I, I'm so excited about them because it's just I love fishing the Northeast. I have a hard time fishing down south just because I don't live there anymore. And it's I just love fishing up here. And I love the fact that I ain't got to travel across the country. But yeah. you know, Cayuga, like that's gonna be like an epic day of fishing. Like I don't think people realize like how big the potential is for that to be like your best day ever fishing. Yeah. That's what I heard about that lake. So I'm, I'm like really excited to get up there and uh, I hope I can make it. I mean, we got, we're going to be really busy with the KFL stuff. We're, we're, we oh, got, I forgot about the KFL. We got a team from Pennsylvania and, and Rhode Island. So we can kind of like keep it under six hours of travel time. So worst case scenario, we leave at midnight and we go there and fish that day. You know what I mean? So that'll right. cut on as far as travel. So, I mean, I've already taken three weeks off of work, man. And not <laughs> even, even started. You're already auto but, out of days off. <laughs> yeah. I gotta be disciplined here. My boss has been really nice and let me do this. So I can't take advantage of it at the same time. You know what I mean? No, I know. I hear you. That, yeah, 100%. But do you plan on doing anything like, like what'd you say? I said, I'm going to hit, hit the as many of the elite events I can, maybe some, some local any bass and stuff here on the weekends. And and as far as KBF, that's my main focus is um, Candlewood and and uh, the Potomac for sure. Oh, Ross, so you only, like, like, in the books, you only got like two more big events planned. Like I mean, I know you. I know you. I know you guys are gonna fish a lot more than that. But as far as like, the, like the, like the, the events yeah, that like, really matter to you, um, yeah. I, those, those two events, I, I got to get some more AOI points. That's why I'm. I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket, but that's why I'm gonna hit Candlewood so hard. I've never fished there, but I got to get down there and just grind it out and do back to back days on every weekend up until like six weeks before the tournament. You know what I mean? Have you ever fished the Potomac? Yeah, I fished it last year for for KBF for the first time. That's right. That's and a tough that, place to fish too, isn't it? The, like the tidal fish tree. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, caught a bunch of fish. I lost a bunch of fish. I I lost a ton of fish there. I was struggling, but we uh, Potomac. That was it. Was it was different. I caught more catfish than bass. <laughs> Did you end up hooking into any of those like uh, those weird ass uh, snakehead fish or whatever? No, I didn't get any of them. 
I didn't get any of them. I got my first mudfish down in Florida this year, which I was kind of pumped about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, shit, are you looking at doing, like, uh, Champlain at all, the, the Hobie event up there? Uh, yeah, I mean, Derek was talking. If he if he goes to that, then I'm going to have to get on board with that. I'll have to buy a pedal drive. I mean, I've heard, I've <laughs> never played, but I've heard just nothing but good stuff about there, too. I'm surprised you guys haven't fished those areas yet, like, I mean, well, you guys aren't too far from us. Like, you're not too far from New York. You're not. I know you're not too far from Candlewood. I mean, like, as far as like traveling and fishing, dude. I mean, this this whole KBF thing's been an eye opener and a new thing for me as far as traveling. I've never really traveled to go fishing. You know, I've traveled I across think, hunting, but not to go fishing really. Right. So yeah. I mean, so like, like so let's let's be honest. Like, you never really fished these big lakes before. Like, you. you I mean, like you, you fish like your little local areas, but like to go down and, and like fish like these big, you know, yeah. you know, Santa and, Cooper, uh, like whatever these big lakes that we fish, you know, in the KBF event, you never fished anything like that before, before no, you did these no. uh, tournaments. Nope. The KBF is the first time I've been to these like big lakes like this. So good. You know, that kind of gives guys hopes. I mean, one day you can be a national champion. Just keep fishing your pond and get better in there. <laughs> get, yeah. get better fishing your pond, and one day you can be a national champion like Matt Connett. <laughs> yeah, right. You, you never. You only got to win one day, right? Right, one right. And be the man. You're only as good as your last tournament. It's just like dirt bike racing. You're only as good as your last race. Right, right. Now, what do you, what do you think of the uh, the van life? How's that working out with uh, your better oh, half, Derek? It's awesome, dude. I mean, everything's in the van now. It's all protected. We can go into the store at the same time and not worry about our gear. Traveling. He built a nice rod box underneath, so you're not worried about throwing stuff on top of your rods. It's He's got it pretty dialed in already, but he's got a few more tweaks he's got up his sleeve. Dude, that's such a good point, because like, you see so many guys, because like, everyone's like, everyone's obsessed with the uh, you know, with the trailers now. Yeah, like, You see everyone, like they're, they're decking them out, they're you know they're investing a lot of money into them just for some asshole to walk by and steal all their fishing poles. And I was thinking that the next thing is either going to be those vans or like a uh, the trailers that had the complete trailers or whatever. You know what I'm talking about the uh, the utility trailers that they that are completely the enclosed trailers. Uh, yeah. It's going to be those or the uh, the vans because I'm not like unless I'm camping at a campground. Like dude, their shit's in danger. Like I mean, people will steal yeah. your shit. Van life's the way to go, especially if you if you're rolling solo. Like, if I'm not there, Derek will probably just throw his kayak up on the roof racks, and then I'll have his cot in the back, and he can just pull over and sleep anywhere. You know what I mean? If you're out yeah. there for the and you wouldn't even have to get up, you probably pull into a Walmart and sleep in the parking lot, and then go back to the ramp in the morning, not sweat it. I yeah, I think that's what he is, dude. Years motorcycle racing, right. I think it's like uh, it's kind of what Cody Milton does. He lives in his van, doesn't he? Yeah, basically. Yeah, he pulls that thing right in the back of that thing. Gone. See you later. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's <laughs> Derek Brutto's crazy. Like he's got his uh, the new canoe posted all over. Like the the, the guy the guy's a professional angler. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. He's. I mean, I don't see many dudes that are taking the approach at this like he is. Man, he's. He's really working at where he's got already, and you know he's he's got nothing but he's got some good stuff ahead of him coming. Well, what are you doing differently? We'll wrap this up soon, I promise. But like, I mean, you're the national champion, but we, you know, 
what, 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 what's changed for you? Like, it's been a few months since you've won that. Like, I mean, are, are you, have you figured out how to do it yet? Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. I know it's like you, you win something. You don't realize like how big, like how big of a deal you are. But uh, I mean, like, are you blasting social media or are you getting sponsors or are you working this? Or are you kind of just like, you know, whatever, I'm just here to fish. Yeah, I'm kind of taking it as it comes. You know what I mean? I got, you know, a couple little things in the works, but I'm not like, I, I feel as though I got a little bit more to prove before I can start throwing myself out there. You know what I mean? What do you got to do? What's next? I mean, there's not, I guess you got to win the 10. That, that'd, be, that'd be bigger than the national championship. I'm, I'm just thinking about, more consistency, more gotcha. events, belt type stuff. You know what I mean? Right. A one hit wonder, dude. Yeah, but you're saying that. I see your second place check behind you. So well, I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty consistent. <laughs> I feel as though I got to get to some point before I can start telling people I'm, you know, I'm gonna represent you and this and that, and I can do this. Right. You know? That's just how I. I don't know. Everybody gets trophies nowadays. I'm not a, I'm not a firm believer in that. I think you got to earn your stuff. You know what I mean? Right. You prove your worthiness out there. Yeah. When, I mean, I, I wouldn't know. I haven't, uh, I haven't reached that point yet myself. I'm kind of still in the trenches, you know, trying to figure out how to, how to just cash it. How did you get my hand on a check? And then I'll figure out how to cash it. Uh, uh but yeah. Whole sponsor thing too, man. You know what I mean? You, you see a lot of these guys with, with all these sponsors, but, I mean, what what are they getting? Ten percent off type stuff. You know what I mean? I'm me personally, I think of a sponsor, I think it's somebody that's throwing you a whole bunch of stuff. You're representing them. They're paying you to represent them at the same point. You know what I mean? So No, no, I know I agree hundred percent. That's one of the things I've had like to deal with uh with with the podcast. It's like I don't really have any sponsors. I got some people that give me some really good discounts and yeah. you know, some products I really I really like. I, I enjoy the discount and I enjoy the products. But as far as like a sponsor, I don't think I've ever had someone like truly invest in the show because they believed where the show was going or, or or anything like that. And I think the same thing with like most anglers. It's like you're not really sponsored because like I mean, does the guy know you personally? Does he know you? You know what you do? Does he? Does he call to check in on you? Does yeah. he know what your next tournament is? Does he care what your next tournament is? Or is he? I mean, the only time he, he he notices you when you post a big check. I mean, like there's things like that that I think about with a sponsor. Like they're like they're they're, they're, they're they believe in what you're doing and they support what you're doing, and that they're not you're not just someone that's part of their uh, you know your thousand ten thousand you know team you know pro staff, which is good. I don't have anything against pro staff. I think it's great. It no. makes uh, fishing a lot easier for everyone. But yeah. you know sponsorships. You know, like like I said, I've had to deal with it. You know, I don't even know if I want to deal with it. To be honest with you, I think like one, like one of the things I learned is like. I'm fine just being kind of what I am and doing the things I do and not worry about the whole, uh, you know, like what's your, you know, I've been asked like, like, what's your reach? Like, what do you mean? What's my reach? Like, I don't even know what that means. You know, it's like, well, how many, how many down, how many downloads do you get? I don't know. People are downloading my shit every day. So I don't even know how to give you those numbers. Uh, you know, it's like, well, how many followers do you have? I don't know. My numbers just keep changing. Can you, can you, can you give me about another year when it's a lot higher than it was last year? And I'll give you those numbers. I mean, it's just, it's, uh, right. it's weird when you, when you look at that whole, uh, the whole part of fishing, it's just like, do you like do you like my show? If they say yes, and then support it. And if you don't like my show, then then why are you calling me in the first place asking what my reach is? I don't know what my reach is. Right. I'd I'd rather get sponsored due to results, not due to my social following. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, like you know who I am. You know what I do. Uh, do you like it or do you, or you don't? Like, I mean, is it worth your? T- like, I mean, like it's just a weird. It's a weird. It's a weird world. I don't know how far I really want to dabble in it. You know. I mean. Yeah. I mean, I I, I got a real job. 
you know, I get to fish a lot. And I get to do the things I do. My, my family life is good. Like, what, what else am I really looking for? Like, someone do I really think someone's going to drop a five million dollar check for me to do a podcast? I'm like, I don't think so. That's probably not going to happen. I mean, if if the, if those days do show up and and dudes are getting paid like that, then yeah, absolutely, yeah, I'd be all about it. But as far as yeah. like right, maybe getting a few bags of bait and ten percent off of this, ten percent off, twenty percent, it's kind of. I don't know, it might sound like an asshole, but it's not worth my time. You know what I mean? I got a full-time job going on and well, next- it's, it's not, it's not paying the bills and it's not putting food on the table. And like my kids aren't going to college off that shit. So like, I, when this podcast is over, I gotta go, go to sleep and get ready to go back to work in the morning. So I mean, yeah. unless you can change that, that factor in my life, you're not really doing much for me except, you know, absolutely you know, whatever like I said, a discount okay i'll tag you and I'll, I'll talk about you but you're not my world like you're not that that, that that one thing that just changed my life completely you know absolutely i agree with you there 100 percent. hopefully someday right. it will go, but we'll see yeah i mean you don't know I mean, you keep winning the sport i don't i don't know what the sport's gonna do like i said like to me i, I don't even know how much i really want it to grow i kind of like the way it is now uh you know with, with the way everyone can participate and it's a you know, anyone can do it. So I don't really know what people are really expecting from me in the future, but I mean, whatever. I mean, like if, they, like if things change, things grow. And if it does grow, that's great. If it doesn't, that's, that's fine. Like, I mean, I think we all kind of just enjoy traveling and fishing. I mean, it gives us all something to do besides, you know, working and all the other things that we, that we have to do in life. I know it's, it's nice to go on a weekend trip to go fish a lake. I haven't fished and to see friends. I don't, that I only get to see at these events and things like that. I think that's like the best part of fishing. I don't know if that's a, if there's a sponsorship for that, but that's kind of why you know, I like the sport. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I do three things. I, I go to work, I go fishing and I go hunting. So right. I mean, if I work that all into and be able to go out and do it when I can, then I'm happy. You know what I mean, I, right. my boss doesn't get punished by me not being there and I can go out and do these tournaments and, and I'll, I'll take it for what it is, but. Yeah. As far as maybe next year, I might branch out and do some other uh, events as far as maybe some BASS stuff or some Hobie stuff, but we'll see what happens. It's it's tough to start doing more than four or five events a year, and it, it gets a little out of hand. You're not lying. Like, each year, I think I'm going to be able to max out, and then each year I learned that I can't like you know, max out. What, what I mean by max out, like max out via, you like, go fish this, go fish that, you know, fish all these things I want to fish, and then closer to the season gets, it's like, dude, don't go out there and like, just like, you can't do that to your family. You can't do that to your, like, you can't ask for that much time off. I mean, eventually I might be able to, but unless you're like, you know, I'm, I'm cashing chant, I'm cashing checks and I'm consistently good. And I do have those people who are, uh, you know, paying my, my member or my, uh, you know, my, my fees, my tournament fees and, and helping me yeah. with the travel until I get that. Like, don't try to live like a rock star. You're not a rock star yet. Like, you know, go, go, go play your small shows and, and your open mic nights or whatever, but don't go out there and, and try to play stadium tours every night when you're not, you know, you're not, you're not making that kind of money or that kind of, you know, and to commit to that, it's just, it's just thousands of thousands of dollars. And so it's like, I had, you know, like this year again, I had to step back. All right, find a few tournaments you really want to do. Yep. Why do you want to do them? That's kind of why I picked the Hobie events. Like they have, you know, a few Hobie events that are close. Like, okay, I can go to those. And like, my goal is to make it to the TOC. If I can't do it in those two, three events, then I probably wasn't going to do it the other events either. So it's, it's okay. But like, at least, you know, I'm, I'm still traveling. I'm still competing, but I've, I've minimized like my costs and I'm being smart about it. You know, like, who knows if, if I win, like, you know, if I was like one of the guys who wins first, like first place at Lake Champlain. Well, I just got $7,000. So now I can, now I got some, now I got some spending money. Now I can go, 
for sure do the next tournament. But like till then, it's just like take it slow, kind of like what you're talking about. Like, 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 like earn, like you know, I, I, I kind of get what you're saying. Like, kind of like earn, earn, earn where you're at. Like, be where you know what I mean. Like, be consistent. Be you know before you start. Be a good angler before you start. You know before you start pretending like you're a good angler. I guess that that makes yeah. sense. Like, you know, there's nothing worse than falling on your face. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. <laughs> But I wasn't even going to go to Murray. My boss, I was supposed to come home from Florida. My boss was supposed to go down to Florida for a week or two with his kid motocrossing. So his kid got injured and he was he's recovering from surgery he had. And the doctor didn't give him the AOK to go down to Florida. So I was fortunate enough just to make it to Murray on, on those circumstances. I was just yeah. basically landing on Potomac, Florida, and um, Candlewood. Uh, I mean, I, I agree with you 100%. Like, just do what you can. Like, you don't have to do it all in one year. I mean, yeah. you can make it – like, I mean, like you're only as good as your last event, and the next event can be the one. So, and I'm kind of like you. Like, just just be picky. Pick the ones that you think you're going to do good at and do the ones that you can that financially make sense to you and, and start from there. And then, you know, if one day you become Jody Queen or uh, Russ Snyders or even right. Derek Brundle at this point, like, then then go with it. But until then, yeah. don't don't rush the process. But, man. Right. Yeah, I really not. do appreciate you coming on the, coming on the show, man. Like, uh, I just really, I've been excited about every time, like, you know, since the time I met you, you know, winning the national championship, and people tell me you're going to be some, you know, you're you're going to do something, you know, to watch out for you, and like everyone says that, and you're like, okay, and then like they're like, oh shit, they were right. And the same thing happened with Derek Brundle. I'm like, and so I don't. Whenever like someone from the Northeast says something, like whether it's Rob, you, or Pete, like they they say watch out for someone, I'm like, all right, well he's going to be national champion or rookie of the year or something, so. But uh, you know, it, it's been cool watching. It's good to see you start the year off, you know, pretty good with the uh, you know a good second place finish, and you got yeah. you got the rest of the season to figure it out, man. Yeah, absolutely. And if you if you yeah, give a shout out to all the mallers that have been cashing checks at these last couple of events, man. Mass mall. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. The, the, the Northeast is showing out, my friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, man. I'm gonna let you get out of here. Is there anyone you want to thank real quick that makes fishing easier for you? No, I just got to thank uh, New Canoe and uh, Motor Guy for supplying me on the platform that I'm I'm operating on. I couldn't do it without both of those two, you know, implements there. So between that and uh, Catalus Rods, too, that's going to be starting up here. That's going to be a rod sponsor that I got that nice. he's in the process of getting everything fired up along with that's Rob Richards and, uh, and Derek are all paired up with that, so. That's about it. Friends and family and my boss, man. That's that's what makes them all happy. <laughs> Some people take their wives or they're it's like, I'm gonna take my boss. It gives me that time. <laughs> that, that's the only dude that dictates where I come and go. My <laughs> boss. Well, cool, man. Well, I appreciate it, man. Good luck with uh everything else you got going. And hopefully I'll see you in Cayugo, which is you know in a few months. And Absolutely. uh you know, hopefully we get, we'll get on the water together soon. Like we're not too far. So uh look forward to it, man. Definitely, man. Thanks for having me on. All right, man. I'll talk to you later, bro. Peace.